another episode of An Ocean of Ontological Light, and I am your host, Ron Wright. This is the second episode of uh, the podcast, and today we're going to be talking about the subject of heartscape. So heartscape is a term that I use to refer to our spiritual interiority. So just like uh, we have a a landscape where there's uh, various uh, textures and various um, conditions in the land, uh, hills and mountains and valleys and so on. Um, so our interiority is like a landscape, so the term heartscape. So today we're going to talk a little bit about our interiority. So in this podcast, um, A Notion of Ontological Light, we're exploring our spiritual interiority, where we find that our inner spirit is a place of incredible depth, a place of incredible exploration where we end up finding God's face smiling back at us. And uh, that's where our identity is located. So today in this episode, I want to talk to you about your heartscape, the landscape of your heart. So the heart is kind of a central theme when it comes to uh, spirituality. Um, The heart is kind of the spiritual center of a man. Um, biblically, if you look through the scriptures and look at every reference there is in the Bible, which is in numerous, by the way, uh, uh, references about the heart, you'll find that it covers a number of various faculties of man. It, it covers our conscience, our will, our mind, and, and our emotion. So one of the ways of uh, understanding the human heart Uh, is to understand two other uh, faculties of the human um, invisible realm, and that is our spirit and our soul. So these are two different uh, faculties that we have within us. Um, The Bible makes it very clear that these uh, two entities are distinct, although closely related, because man is, after all, a unity of being, and he is not bits and pieces, uh, you know, nailed together. It is an organic union of these various aspects in man. So the Bible refers to our spirit as the the deepest part of ourselves, the place where, if you want to say it this way, we're hardwired to God, the place where God's life is mingled with our life. Um, Technically, the spirit is made of your uh, intuition and your conscience and a part of us called communion, where we um, relate to and have fellowship with uh, God. So that's that's our spirit. Another part of ourself is called our soul. This is what we would call our personality, our day-to-day persona. And the soul is comprised of our mind, our will, and our emotions. Now, when these two parts of ourselves, our spirit and our soul, when they relate together, which they're always doing, there's always an interrelation between our for example, our conscience in our spirit with our mind, our will, and our emotions. There's uh, Our mind is connected to our intuition and our communion. So all of these parts are constantly interrelating with one another. Our spirit is relating to our soul. Our soul is relating to our spirit. And the intersection of these two faculties is what the Bible refers to as the heart. So at any given moment, the condition of your heart is really the best reflection of you and where you're at, okay? So the way the spirit and soul interact together, that's called the heart, and it's a moment-by-moment condition depends, obviously, 
on what's in your spirit and what's in your soul and how those two uh, parts are interacting uh, together. So the heart is the place where our spirit and soul are interacting, and it best reflects us at any given moment. Um, Proverbs chapter 27 and verse 19 says, as water reflects a face, so the heart reflects the man. So this is just another way of saying that how your heart is, is the best indicator as to how you are in this moment. Whatever moods and attitudes and uh, beliefs and emotional content that you are currently holding at this moment is a result of your spirit and your soul relating together, forming that unitive dynamic the Bible refers to as the heart. So when we talk about the heart, we're talking about getting to the core of something. And for our spiritual life, the condition of our heart is a very, very important uh, topic to discuss because as our heart is, so are we. As our heart goes, so go we. So all of the components, all of the energies and faculties of our internal life, that is our spirit and our soul, they relate together to create the condition of our heart moment by moment and day by day. So what this means in our spiritual life, of course, is that the heart is an extremely important faculty for us to care for. Now, one of the things that I'm wanting to do in this uh, podcast in an ocean of ontological light is help you to discover for yourself that God is already in your interiority. God is not separate from you. He has joined himself to you by his spirit through his son. And your interiority is also the place that he dwells. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 6, verse 17, that anyone who joins himself to the Lord has become one spirit with him. So God is residing in our interiority. That's where he lives. That's where he speaks. That's where he guides and directs our life. So we need to learn how to manage and monitor the condition of our spiritual heart from day to day, because that in, in, and, uh, in and of itself is probably the most crucial factor to our relationship with God day by day. Now, a lot of times, and unfortunately, a lot of evangelical uh, theology has really hindered believers from learning how to walk with God in their heart because of, well, I'll read this verse for you here in uh, Jeremiah 17 and verse 9, one of the most well-quoted verses, I think, in, in the book of Jeremiah. And unfortunately, it has been used to um, try to make us feel bad about our heart, about who we really are. And uh, so let me read the verse for you. The verse says, the heart is more deceitful than all else and is desperately sick. Who can understand it? So, I mean, that sounds like a very negative statement, right? The heart is more deceitful than anything else or all else, and it's desperately sick. Who can understand it? Now, uh, of course, most people who quote this verse don't go on to read the very next verse, which actually explains the remedy to the heart, all right? And the next verse, the very next verse, verse 10, it says, But I, the Lord, search the heart, and I test the mind to give to each person according to his ways. So the idea here is God is searching the heart. Now, the idea here isn't that God is searching the heart to find what's wrong. He's searching the heart 
to remedy it. So verse 9 says the heart is more deceitful than everything else. Well, why is it deceitful? The next part of the verse tells us it's desperately sick. Now think of that for a moment. It's sick. When your body is sick, is that its natural condition? No, of course not. Some foreign body, whether a, a, a virus or some bacterial infection, has invaded your body, and it's foreign to your body. That's why you're sick. Something that isn't meant to be there is there, and it's diminishing the natural health condition of your body. God designed your body to be healthy. God designed your heart to be healthy. Now, uh, but the problem is, is that when we're sick, speaking of our physical bodies, we've got a foreign invader. Well, our spiritual heart can be in the same condition. What is that foreign sickness, that foreign entity that has come into our heart? Most of it is just wrong beliefs. Wrong beliefs about the nature of reality, about who we are, about who God is, and how he uh, reacts or responds to us. And many of these wrongly held concepts, wrongly held ideas, wrongly held beliefs about the nature of reality is what causes the heart to be desperately sick. But the lovely thing is, is that God is wanting to remedy that. And he says, I'm going to search the heart. It's like, I'm going to turn the remedy on here. The, the root of your sickness is that you are in delusion, you're in ignorance, you're in concepts and ideas that are a lie about you, and I'm going to shine light on your heart and reveal the truth. And when God reveals the truth to us, the heart's no longer sick, it becomes remedied. So the heart is not our enemy, all right? Your heart is your greatest friend. It's there to guide you. It's filled when, when God searches it with his light. It's filled with wisdom and compassion and clarity and truth and beauty and all of those things of which make our life happy and secure and, and at peace. So having a spiritual life means that we need to tend to and care for our heart. The Bible says in Proverbs 4.23 that um, to guard the heart above all things, because out of it are the issues of life. What are those issues of life? Well, it's the things when God searches out the heart, his love comes out, his joy, his peace, his direction, his guidance, his forgiveness. And so we want those issues of life to come forth. And so how do we let that happen? Well, we guard the heart. We care for our heart. And that's a very important assignment. You know, when God first created Adam and Eve in the story of uh, Genesis chapter 1 and 2, we read there one of the, first, the very first assignment that God gave to Adam and Eve is God, it says that God created an, a, a garden east of Eden, and he put the man there, and he tended the soil. He tended the garden. That was, that was Adam's divine mandate. That was the job description God gave to Adam. Now, that uh, outer act is highly symbolic of really the interior call that God has given to us. Just as Adam tended the soil, 
God is calling us to tend our heart. Our heart, you might say, is the soil out of which God's word, God's life, God's spirit grows. All right. So when God gave Adam the assignment of uh, tending the garden to till the soil, to take care of the soil, because automatically out of the soil, things would grow. All Adam had to do, he didn't have to make anything grow. That was God's job. All he had to do was make sure the soil was in a good state where the seed could grow. Now, what does that remind you of? Well, there's a beautiful uh, parable told in the Synoptic Gospels, the parable of the sower and the seed, it's often called. I really think, though, that parable should be entitled the parable of the soil, because really that's what the parable is about. And you know the parable, it says the sower goes out and he sows the seed. Now we're told uh, later, Jesus explains this parable and he says that he is the sower and the seed that he sows is the word of God. All right. And uh, then he goes in and he describes four various soil conditions. Um, he talks about seed thrown on the wayside and birds of the air come and take away uh, the seed. The second soil is rocky. And he says when seed is thrown there, it doesn't go deep. It has no root because there's no depth to it. And so while uh, something may grow up and begin to bloom, it quickly vanishes and fades away. The third condition of the soil is that it's filled with weeds. And while the seed in this soil does get an opportunity to germinate and grow and bloom, it's choked from its full potential because there's weeds also in the soil. And so they grow up with the, uh, the good seed and choke it out. And then Jesus refers to the fourth condition of soil, which is good soil, which is removed of stones and removed of weeds. In other words, like Adam did, he tilled the soil. He made it in good condition so something could grow. And when we do that with our heart, we make our heart a good place where God, where relationship with God and speaking to God and letting God speak to us can grow in our heart. And Jesus said, out of that comes a fruitfulness, some 30, 60, or a hundredfold what was sown. So obviously, the goal of our spiritual life is to be good soil, to have our heart in a place that is in a good condition where when God speaks to us, where we are in prayer and meditation and worship, when in whatever way we're communing and fellowshipping with God, what God impresses us with, his seed, his word, his voice, his love, can grow and get gather root germinate and bear a lot of fruit in our in our lives. So the key to caring for our heart, though, um, spiritually speaking, is in our spirit. Our spirit is the deeper part of us. Remember, we shared earlier that the heart is the place where the soul and the spirit overlap, but our spirit represents the deepest part of us. That's where God's presence is living in us as one. We are joined to Christ as in one spirit. He's in us. We're in him. And out of that union of life together with him, our spirit can shine its light on our heart to remedy its various conditions. God's uh, forgiveness and his love can handle our, our shame, our rejection, or any other number of things that we, we may be wrestling with in our soul and in our heart. 
God's life in our spirit can come out of our spirit, flood our heart, heal, restore, mend, and transform. And that's a very important thing. So our heart can be kind of in one of two conditions if you want to look at it this way. Our heart can be either in the condition where we're getting caught up in the drama that's going on in our mind or in our will and our emotions, kind of where our ego identities put their hand in and those false identities start grasping at things, start being afraid of things, because the ego, of course, is an identity in us that feels separate and incomplete. And uh, when our heart is uh, consumed with ego identities, the heart just gets caught up with all the various dramas. And that's what God said there in Jeremiah. The heart is, is desperately uh, deceived, it's deceitful above all things. Why? It's lost in these egoic identities, these false identities, and we are building our world around these false identities, which is only going to end, of course, in a lack of peace a narrowness of consciousness, and uh, all kinds of other difficulties as well. The wonderful thing is, though, God's word reveals that our true identity isn't in our ego, okay? Our true identity is in our spirit. Romans chapter 8 says we actually live in the spirit, and in verse 16 of that chapter, it says that God's spirit bears a witness in our spirit that we are children of God. In other words, revealing our true spiritual identity. And when that gets on the table of our heart, when that becomes the focus of our heart, that we are God's children and God's spirit um, fortifies and uh, convicts us of that true identity, then the other things in our heart begin to heal. God's life in our spirit has an awareness, an awareness that's filled with wisdom and love, clarity, discernment, and heavenly life. And so when we turn that awareness in our spirit, on our heart, our heart begins to heal up. It begins to transform. It begins to conform to that identity that we see ourselves in our spirit as being, and what God um, witnesses to in us as to being the truth. So this is a very important aspect of our spiritual life, our, our heart. And uh, today in this podcast, I want to just take the time to share this with you about thinking about your heart as your own heartscape, a topography of your interiority, a place inside of you where you and God relate together. Now, in some future um, episodes of this podcast, we're going to talk about how to get into the heart how to get in there with our awareness, with God's love and his wisdom and compassion, and begin to transform areas of our identity that for too long have been held captive by our ego, by our own delusions, oftentimes by our own uh, wounds. The heart is this relational matrix, if you will, of where our spirit and soul overlap. And uh, part of a true spiritual path is learning to balance both our spiritual identity and our natural temporal identity as, as an ego or, or as a human being. And uh, in a future episode, I'm going to talk about some of the, the wrong paths uh, non-dual teaching can get us into. Um, it, it's a, it can get 
be a problematic spiritual path if what you try to do in your spiritual path is to deny your ego, to deny the small self and say, well, that doesn't exist. You know, I'm God. I am the only one thing and I'm that. And we don't actually address this relative self that has to live in the world, pay bills, relate to people, work through issues, grow up, heal up, clean up, and, and do all those other exciting things. So a part of the spiritual balance of understanding our heart is neither to deny our separate, that we have, a, have an ego, nor to deny the fact that in our deepest spirit, we're one with Christ and we're invited into the dance of the Godhead. And somehow there's a balance in our heart that must be struck every single day of both learning our deep spiritual identity in God, but also having this incarnation of a very human, tender, vulnerable life and how to uh, have a dance between those two realities that's functional, that's healthy, and uh, brings us a lot of joy and a lot of happiness and also reaches out in a ministry to bless other people and, and even the world. So we're going to talk in future episodes of, the, of this podcast about what spiritual union with God looks like. How do we navigate through uh, these various teachings on non-duality, uh, Christian mysticism, uh, and those sort of things. And we'll talk about that in, in a later broadcast. Today, I just wanted to whet your appetite a little bit about trying to understand your interior makeup. And uh, in this uh, podcast of an ocean of ontological light, we're going to be doing a lot of deep sea diving into our interiority, both to understand it and how to function in it so that uh, we maximize God's love in our life, his presence in our life, and what he has called us to do in this earthly life that we are currently involved in. So today, I'd like you to maybe just reflect on some of the things that I said today about your heart. Um, one beautiful exercise, if you want to try to do this, is to go through your Bible and look for references to the heart and begin to you know, jot those down or mark those up in, in, in a Bible that you uh, want to do that in and start to see uh, what the heart is referring to in your Bible. And we'll talk a little bit deeper on this subject in one of our next episodes of An Ocean of Ontological Light. So until next, next time, this is uh, your host, Ron Wright and would encourage you to take a deep dive into your own interiority and discover God's face looking back at you in unconditional love. God bless you. Thanks for tuning in.